We believe intentionality exists. We are two millennial moms who are the first to admit our imperfections. We are linking arms, opening the conversation about our struggles to find balance. What if there is more to simplicity than just minimalism or the number of items in your cabinet? What if the measuring stick goes beyond the surface of materialism? What if simplicity is found deep within intentionality? Narrowing your focus to what really matters. Pursuing the right things, fleeing the dangerous things. To delight in the finest of things. In a generation saturated with instant gratification, screens, and distracted relationships, simplicity beckons. So why do you think it's important we invest in each other's stories? Our stories are one of the most valuable things we have, and that when we're able to relate them to people that can find them relatable, I think there's a connection made there that's like one of the most powerful connections that we can have. Yeah, I feel like articulating words can be really scary and opening up and sharing your personal story is so challenging at times because it is vulnerable and authentic by sharing it, you're giving people the opportunity to connect with you and love on you, especially if it's maybe a story of like a hard season. Mm. And it gives them just the opportunity to kind of sit at the table and say, hey, I've been there too. You know, our challenges might look different than each other's, but I feel like every chapter of our story deserves to be shared and it just gives people in our lives and even people we might not know just people listening to our story the chance to rejoice together and to mourn together and just to link arms and be there to support each other as they hear our story and connect to it in whatever manner they might connect to it yeah and i think too even if you know, someone has gone through an experience that we can't necessarily relate to, being kind of clued into a little bit of what their background is and what, or really more how that's contributed to who they are and how they view things, or maybe even the reason they are the way they are, it can lend a lot of understanding. Stories are so important because they link us together. And if you're not being able to relate to someone, you're at least being able to understand them better. Right. And I feel like hearing other people's stories, whether it's a hard season of life or it could be a great season of life, you know, hearing their successes and wins. I know often it encourages me to just look into my own heart or be reflective on my own story just to see what lessons might line up with what I've learned through my life or what can I take away maybe from the Mm. lessons they've learned to apply it to my life now. It's, you know, it just invites people into not only the conversation, but then also the idea and topic and just kind of the introspection. What word am I looking for? Not reflective. It provides them to be introspective and just think through their own lives, maybe on a different level or meaning than they would have. For sure. I know it seems like we all just constantly sort of make plans and we have an idea in our head of, you know, what our life's going to look like and how things are going to go. And almost always, you know, things don't go as planned. They don't end up turning out the way that at one point we would have hoped that they would have. Um, Can you share a chapter of your own story 
where you had some sort of a shattered dream or something that didn't turn out the way you thought it was going to, and that you've experienced that maybe those listening to this podcast haven't heard before. You're right. I feel like we have this idea and plan, you know, and you think of your life, I feel like often you think of it as like, this is my five-year plan and this is my 10-year plan. And you just, I know my personality, I want to organize and have everything in order. And this is exactly how it's going to play out. And often it's those plans that I have that God just completely has something different in mind. And then most of the times it's even better than I ever dreamed it would be. You know, it's just the things you don't even anticipate are coming. I know one thing that, I don't know if shattered dream is the way to phrase it, but something I just didn't expect that I have experienced and kind of always anticipated um, I would have is not having a mother-in-law. So when you think of getting married, you know, you always hear people joking about, oh, with the mother-in-law, or I'm so close with my mother-in-law, and people kind of talk through these relationships. When I think of getting married, I just thought of my father-in-law and my mother-in-law. And not having a mother-in-law and being pretty much, I think, the only person really in the family that never had the chance to meet her, I kind of was brought in. Um, She died, and then it was not quite a year later, less than a year later that my husband and I reconnected. And that's kind of when we started talking more and just getting involved more in each other's lives was after she had passed away. And so I never had the chance to meet her. I never had the chance to have the memories or stories that other people have in the family. And so it feels weird to say I have had to grieve someone I've never met, Mm. but I think in a way I've had to go through the grief of just this idealistic notion I've had that, oh, I'm going to be so close to my mother-in-law and I'm going to have this other dynamic and other relationship in my life that I never will get the opportunity to have. Mm. And so I think it's taken me some time and just the years and, you know, as we've walked through different scenarios of like when my son was born or when we found out we were pregnant or just moving or things that we've had to walk through as husband and wife, there've been times that I have said, man, I wish I could just, you know, call up your mom and see what she would say about this. Or people will share stories of, oh, you know, she was this kind of person and this is what she was like. And it's hard for me at times not to get angry that I never had the opportunity to have those memories or even to meet her and kind of to know this person that shaped my husband so much into who he is today. So that's one like I said, chapter, I just think, I know I never anticipated I would like walk through. And it's something I don't think a lot of people think of, you know, like mourning someone you've never met. But I think just that lost space and kind of relationship that I'll never have is something that I've had to kind of work through over the years. Yeah, it's interesting how loss can be so many different things. Um, And it's interesting how kind of shaped by it we are because your husband was very shaped by the loss of his mom, but then that's extended onto you just in the loss of that potential relationship and not even having met her or like you said, this whole part of him that you, you literally have to rely on other people's stories and 
you know, memories of her to even kind of get a picture of what she was like. So I think that is, that's a really interesting sort of unexpected loss, but I think it's, it's big. And like you said, it's a, it's a dream or really an expectation that you had for yourself that you, you weren't able to live out. Yeah. Can you think back on your life of, like I said, I know sometimes shattered dream feels harsh, but maybe it was just something you was unexpected or it just didn't pan out how you originally anticipated or thought it would? So I am like a Colorado girl through and through to the point where there was a time in my life that it was very much a part of my identity even. I mean, there was an aspect of me that was very outdoorsy and I just really love Colorado and I feel like I have really, really deep roots there. And had you asked, you know, 20 year old me if I ever thought I would want to live somewhere else, um, I probably would say, no, I would definitely go out of my way to try to guide my life to the point where I was living, you know, in my home state, close to my family, you know, where my identity was really rooted. When my life kind of took on this whole new trajectory of being really transplanted out of my comfort zone and into like this whole different place, that was really what I thought was a place I would never want to live, which is uh, the West Texas desert. I was never, I never liked deserts. I was like, mm, I like mountains and forests and <laughs> right. ocean, but not the desert. So the fact that I've been literally planted here, there was years of mourning that loss. And I know that that's, it's kind of hard to frame that as a loss, but it really, for the time of life that I was in, it was a loss. It was a loss of a dream and kind of the idea of what I thought my life was going to look like. And you can ask Chase, it was a very, very long process for me to, you know, really be accepting of the fact that, you know, God was setting me in a different direction. And um, I knew I had a really strong sense of what he wanted me to do. And I was going to be obedient to that. But I'm not going to say I wasn't kicking and screaming at times, you know, because it just, my family's so important to me. And, you know, when your identity is rooted in a place, um, it's hard to be pulled out of it. But looking back on it now, I can see how much it's contributed to who I am and it's built character and it's, you know, showed me like a whole different cultural feel. And like, I can see God all over it. And I don't know, there are still times it's, it's kind of a process that I have to work through. And I'm having to get to the point where I'm letting go of that idea that we will go back at some point. I hope we do, but we may not, you know, who knows what God has, has in store for us. So that has been a part of my story that was unexpected. It didn't meet my expectations. Yeah, it's been a big process for me. I feel like a lot of storytelling is letting go and releasing that control and being able to look back on the previous chapters in our stories to see God's goodness and how he's been there for us, even when it was something we didn't expect. And then in turn, it gives us a present hope to believe in his future faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And just being able to have that perspective and just kind of looking back of, you know, I was kicking and screaming and I didn't want to live here, but this is where God has planted me and placed me. And just knowing that he 
has a reason and things in store for you where you are currently. And now that we have the opportunities to go home and visit and see family, I've come to realize that that time is a lot more intentionally spent. And we go out of our way to, you know, go on hikes and be outside and do different things. Um, Whereas before, you know, when you're living somewhere, it's very easy to take things for granted and just, you know, assume that you'll get to doing all all these things at some point, you know. But when the time that you spend there is limited, it just, it really makes you view it all more intentionally from relationships just all the way down the line. So I think I have seen how just being intentional with my family from, you know, because I don't live close to them, I've seen the benefit of that. And, you know, for my kids to get to go visit there is so, it's such a wonderful memory for them. Like there's no place that they would rather go. So I just like to think about that. Yeah. It helps you narrow your focus on what really matters. Yeah. And then in turn, you're able to appreciate it and really see it in a whole new light. I know as we have had the opportunity to open up and share more of our stories, we've been kind of surprised and amazed by the amount of feedback and just other stories we have been hearing and kind of getting to see play out in turn. And I remember there was one day you reached out to me and you just said, Natalie, I have this great idea. Like Simplicity Beckons needs to take on this kind of additional avenue and just a whole other sector that we should be embracing. So do you want to share maybe just a little bit more of how you got that idea and kind of what you were thinking? We had been getting some feedback about sharing our miscarriage stories. And I think that night I had gotten up in the middle of the night to take care of kids um, or something. And I just had this phrase running through my head, like your story matters, your story matters. And I just got to thinking about how cool it was that really anybody would feel inspired to feel like their story is valuable because, you know, we had people saying that it inspired them to want to share their stories. I was thinking, man, wouldn't it be so cool if we could give people a platform to share their story because not everybody has a podcast. And I know for people that are really into podcasts, so often people that either have podcasts or are guests on podcasts are usually like they've just written a book or, you know, they have some big thing going on and they have some big platform to share. And I think it can be kind of discouraging for people that like they're really just needing to focus on their family right now or they work three jobs or whatever. And they're just, they're looking for encouragement to listen to, you know, as they're, as they're working out or as they're driving to work or as they're doing the dishes. So I think it would be kind of cool to flip the script a little bit and say, you know, you don't need to have a platform. You don't need to be writing your fifth book. Um, you don't need to have a podcast. You don't need to be someone who is extraordinarily well-spoken. We would like to give you a platform and an opportunity to share your story. So it just kind of sparked this idea. And I was really excited when it it resonated with you and that, you know, I feel like you've had a lot of really, really good ideas for what this is going to look like. It's been neat seeing 
how God has just put this into place because I remember when you brought this idea to me, it was like that week, both of us had had multiple conversations from, I mean, some of it was family members and close friends to like literal strangers on the street, like telling us how they just felt so empowered by hearing our stories to be able to speak up and share their own stories. And it was like within one week, we both had been hearing all kinds of stories on just whether it was, you know, situations people were walking through currently or people wanting to share what happened 50 years ago and how they handle different chapters of their lives. And so we are excited at Simplicity Beckons to be officially launching the Your Story Matters campaign. And we are providing an outlet for ordinary people to share their own extraordinary stories, whatever that may look like to you, the listener, the reader, just um, you as a person of what do you want to share? What maybe have you walked through? What are you currently walking through that you think others could either relate to or resonate with? Um, Or maybe just to have the opportunity for someone else to say, hey, I've been there too. Mm. And so starting in October, we will be launching a new section of our website um, for Your Story Matters, and you will be able to submit your story to us here at Simplicity Beckons. And each week we will be highlighting a different story. And some of that could be through, you know, written text. We might also be able to have opportunities just to bring different people on the podcast. But we really want to be intentional with having a platform for other people to just reflect and, you know, show how they have been able to see God's goodness in the past and just kind of how that does provide them with a present hope to believe in his future faithfulness. And seeing how, you know, as you pursue the right things and as you flee the dangerous things, you really do get to enjoy the finest of things, whether that looks like how you anticipated it would look like being a chapter or maybe God writing something totally different. So that will be on our website. There all of the information and details you can find at simplicitybeckons.com and you will be able to see your story matters button there. Um, It'll have all the information. And then also on our landing page, we will be highlighting different stories each week and you'll be able to kind of click through and maybe see the different topics and stories and just see how that might resonate with you. So if that's something you're interested in, we would just love to hear from you Mm -hmm. and we would love and just really be honored to be able to read and hear your story and um, just be able to be intentional with what you've walked through and hopefully sharing that in a manner that other people can say, Hey, me too. And just be able to connect that way. Yeah. And I know something that we've talked a lot about um, is there are going to be people that might want to share something an experience that they've been through, but they might not necessarily want their name attached to it. So we would definitely give people the opportunity to contribute anonymously um, as far as like a name on the content, a name on the story. So I think that would be something that we would discuss with you and really have that be something that you're really comfortable with either way. So we're excited just to, um, be able to read and hear different stories that come in. I know a lot of 
storytelling is not only intentionally sharing your own story, but also being able to intentionally listen to the stories of others. And I know we're just honored to be able to have that opportunity now. And um, we've already been so amazed by the stories we've been hearing. And so we're really excited to be able to start getting some of that out there just for people to be able to read and reflect on and just say, hey, me too. So we often like to kind of wrap up our podcast uh, by sharing something that we are loving, something we have seen or read or done recently that has just kind of brightened our days. So do you have anything? So something I am loving currently is the Jesus Storybook Bible. Mm. And it feels weird to say that I'm loving a kid's thing, um, but it has been such a great book for our family um, just to be able to read with my son, but then also just the way that Sally Lloyd-Jones has, you know, really intentionally thought through the Bible and the stories of the Bible to be able to put it in such simplistic terms and just like apply them. Like, I feel like often as I'm reading this kid's book, I'm like, wow, like I'm just convicted and called out on things in my own life. And so that's just been something we've been loving here in our house right now is just having that as a resource and getting the chance to read that and just, you know, see some of the really sweet things that come from it with Graham as his mind is just churning and learning and like soaking all this in. Um, It's just been a really great resource. I know this year I keep asking him like, what do you want to be for Halloween? And His answer, it's, of course, it's changed over the time, but what he has come down to that he is like dead set that he's going to be for Halloween is he wants to be the angel that shared the good news. Oh my gosh. We're going to have a little angel on Halloween, which is totally great. You know, like it's not something at all I would anticipate. And it wasn't even one of the options I gave him, but just being able to have this children's resource that, you know, is making a difference and he is learning and he's growing and we're having those good conversations. We've just really been loving it. What are you loving in your house? So we have, I mean, I can't even really say it's a tradition because it's food. Can food be a tradition? I don't know. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. But anyway, so we like to pop popcorn and then put Sour Patch Kids mix in with the popcorn. Have you ever tried that? I haven't. You posted a picture a while back of that. And I was like, that's the craziest thing. We do popcorn and peanut butter M&Ms. Like that's my go-to. But Sour Patch Kids, a whole nother level. So it's weird, but it's so, so good. So we have made that for our family the last couple of weekends. And I mean, we love it and they apparently love it. And it's just been fun to kind of have something like that that we can kind of look forward to. And it just feels like starting a new tradition with our kids. Well, we are excited to hear from you and to be able to hear and just read stories and just to continue having these conversations and just seeing where the Lord opens up um, this avenue and just takes us on the next couple months. Yeah, it's just exciting to get to give a little piece of our platform to people. And I, I love stories. I love hearing people's stories.